I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Do you like the Red Room? Do you like the Red Room? Do you like the Red Room? I want yeah! Mugu! That is insane. Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. This is your host. <laughs> this is your host. This is your stag. This is your host. No, he's not. Bob Shaw is your host today. And with me, as always, there's... I'll do Tiss first because Beef's got grape in his mouth. Um, Tiss. Adam Tissington and... Beef. And Beef. Uh, so, you guys, you know what the topic is today? No. No idea. We're going to roll straight into it because it's getting on and it's going to be a lot of content. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I put the vote out to Patreon people and I gave them three choices. They could have more Warrens, more Bible, or more, well, something else. It was the mystery choice. Uh, Mystery box. Sorry, say that again. Mystery box. (laughs) And I thought everyone was going to go for Warrens because that's what always happens when I put Warrens in there. Do you know how many people voted for Warrens? One. Zero. Zero. Oh. No one wants any Warrens anymore. We got one vote for the Bible, and everything else it went, wasn't me. everyone else wanted the mystery. Wicked. Well, no one can, you can't resist, you can't resist the, mystery. the mystery box. You can't yeah. resist your mystery. 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 <laughs> um, and I, I did give him a little clue. I said it's something slightly geographical, and part of it has been requested many times, and that was all I gave him. <laughs> slightly geographical? Mm-hmm. What? Places. Places, oh, Tist. I feel like it could be anywhere on this planet. Well, well, <laughs> it is somewhere on this planet. <laughs> of course it is. What else? What, what's it going to be? We do have a tag on our website for episodes that are geographical. Like really? the ocean is geographical, a geographical episode. The Weird Weymouth is a geographical episode. Transylvania is a geographical episode. Bridgewater Triangle. Bridgewater Triangle is a Does geographical episode. Does that come episode. under that and crypto? Crypto, yeah, yeah. And uh, ghosts and all sorts on Bridgewater. It was the Weird Tales Greatest Hits, wasn't it? Mm. So today, I thought it might be interesting to do a new type of episode where I just pick a country Mm. and look at the weird goings-on within that country in terms of their superstitions, Mm. their urban legends, um, and famous things within that country that's a little bit weird. That's a good idea. So starting it off with this episode is Weird Japan. Oh, cool. I don't know why we haven't thought of doing that before. Me neither. It's bizarre. What an obvious thing to do. Um, and actually, one of the guys I played D&D with, uh, Rick, he requested that I do one of the topics on this. And I was like, oh, it's a really good idea, but I don't think it's enough for a full episode. 
So we'll talk about the thing he requested later on, mm-hmm. but it's Weird Japan. And because we did superstitions the other day, I thought I'd start with Japanese superstitions because they're so different to ours. Yeah. Um, so you know the lucky cat? They all put the lucky cat. Yeah, why is that everywhere? Is that, is, it, is that actually superstition then? It's just a good luck thing. Good luck is superstition, isn't it? It's just that cat is supposed to bring money, wealth. Bloody cats. Now, I thought it was a Chinese bloody thing. cats. If that was true, every Chinese restaurant in the UK would be fucking filthy rich. Well, they're, they're doing all right, aren't they? Yeah. People love Chinese food. Okay, so um, the another famous uh, Japanese superstition, you know, the don't pass your food chopstick to chopstick. Do you know about that? Isn't that just a hygiene thing? No, it's a rudeness thing. It's um, right. I've actually got it here somewhere. Then pass your food chopstick to chopstick. Yeah, if you're giving someone your food, you shouldn't put it off from your chopstick to their chopstick. How the hell yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have the skills to do that. Oh, no. I, yeah, that's how. If I was, if I did it to Becca all the time, I'm there, and I, every time oh, I realised I was doing it, I was like, shit. Yeah, um, but why eat with chopsticks you... a lot at home anyway? Because I'm a big fucking uh, ponce. Twat. What? What? <laughs> yeah, but you you go you guys like kissing that, so that's fine. What chopsticks? Like, oh, what kiss? Like, he probably kisses Becca, I should imagine. I do, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean. So cho- chopsticks, that's, that's different. I wouldn't share something. I wouldn't do. Wait, is that kissing with bad you. in Japan? No, but he's saying hygienically, it doesn't matter. Cause but also, anyway. that's a, isn't that the same as putting something from my fork onto your fork? Yeah, but it's easier with a chopstick. Just go like that. And you just take it off. Not if it's like, I don't know, soup. Grain of rice. No, the reason is, is because it's done only in a ceremony where bone fragments from cremated remains are placed in an urn. You pass it from the fragments from chopstick to chopstick into the urn. So to do it with food is really disrespectful because it's like a funeral ceremony. So these, I, was, I used them too because I was like, they're the really well-known ones. I don't know anything okay. about that. So yeah. the rest is going to be as a game. <laughs> and the rest so what we've got here this is a variation on the one I did at Christmas okay, okay. Bags. which was where Real or Rob's came from yeah because I've got two things and this is for the first one He's, someone's been shopping on Amazon yeah. yeah this is when I was moving house I've got loads of these bad boys <laughs> right okay so there's 16 in here holy moly but they're short they're just like one lines like when I made you unfold my motherfucking great big stories. So what you've got is the same, same as the rules for Christmas, but I've tweaked it so it's more fair. Because you remember last time it was just like one. Yeah, you did it and you got, yeah, you blew it. was like, it. I got a million points for everything you got wrong. Yeah. This is a simplified version. So we all have a chance of getting 16 points. Okay. So you take it in turns. <laughs> and just go along with it. It's fine. When you take one. Yeah. If you get it right, you get two points. Okay. If you get it wrong, I get one point. So then, if okay. you get all eight of yours right, you get sixteen points. If Tisk all his right, eight of his right, he gets sixteen points. If both of you got all yours wrong, I would get sixteen points. Okay, yeah, that's a lot fairer. So we've both got eight. To because- so you're not going to read any, obviously, because you know. No, 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 you know. I know because I've made up eight of these are real and eight of these are rubs. These are real or rubs. It's real so or is, rubs. Japanese superstitions. Really, really and to make it more fun, I've actually written like not just what the superstition is, but the reasoning behind it as well. So I've had to make up reasonings. <laughs> so play that into your uh, thing. So Tissy, you're well, needed. You go first because you beat me. Never sing near a shrine. It could wake or summon spirits trying to rest. Now I've written wake slash summon because some this is one of them. So I can give you more information on some of these if you want. Some people think you can wake spirits. You're trying to wake restful spirits that are good, and some people say you're going to summon evil spirits who are going to hear you there. Okay. So real or rubs? Rubs. It's rubs. Ah! How do you 
know that was Rabs? Because Bob was like explaining it like it was real. I could explain them all. <laughs> if you ask me any more questions about them, I can. Oh. But that's, if wait, I know. Rubs. That's rubs. So I can't, you can't explain that because you just made it up. Well, no, but I can bullshit my way through it. I've got to make a tally, haven't I? <laughs> the explanation of the rubs ones is... Well, yeah. I'm not going to give explanations for any more of them then. Ah, well, that's not fair. But the rubs ones... Good the explanation start. for the rubs one, you just be like, yeah, I made this up like two, yesterday. Okay. <sighs> Don't sneeze near a cherry blossom tree. You could blow the cherry blossoms off and start an unnatural change in the season. Real or rubs? That's real. Rubs. Oh, oh. I would have gone real on that. Even Becca well. said how good some of my rubs ones were. Oh, that was really good. good. That sounded Japanese like. But it sounds like I was like, oh. it's all the classic Japanese stuff like, oh, cherry blossom. Oh, unnaturalism. <laughs> it's oh, like, you tosser. Right, okay. So that's oh, rubs. Frick. So two points each. Would you have gone? Oh, no, I, get done, done, I would have gone real. I would have gone real because That's I felt so like that was an elaborate one. That was more elaborate. This, this, that one could have been real, mm. but I knew from what you were saying, I was like, nah, it's trying to real. Becca said to me as well, when I put wake slash summon, she was like, they're going to know because you've, you've given two reasons and it's not defined enough. Nah, I don't know. Okay. Don't cut your nails at night. Cutting tools create a gap in whatever they cut. <laughs> Allowing evil spirits to enter through them. Allowing evil spirits to enter through them. Real or rubs? <laughs> I feel like it's rubs, but I'm gonna go real. Real? Gonna go real. It's real. <laughs> that is a real, real Japanese superstition. That's ridiculous. They believe that is any cutting tool creates a gap in like the universe when it cuts something where evil spirits can crawl through. So don't cut your nails at night. Why the you, fuck else are you gonna just, cut them then? <laughs> during the day. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, when do I get time? <laughs> do them on your lunch break. I like to cut them when I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, in, into my face. <laughs> I think I'm probably sitting on one of yours right now. <laughs> There's a couple in there, I hope you get me. <laughs> this is the <laughs> two. <laughs> Did you read it? Yeah. Uh, I feel like even if it's rubs, it's real. <laughs> Never step in That's shit. Universal, isn't it? Speaks to itself. Yeah. Oh, God. Real or rubs? <laughs> I'm going real. Real? What, and don't step in shit? Yeah. Yeah, it's rubs. <laughs> Just put a stupid one in there. Well, it's real because it's universal. It's isn't it? it's, yeah, it's not specifically yeah, Japanese. On, that that's just be a around the world. That's a real I bet if you ask a uh, hundred Japanese people, would you step in shit? They'd they say like, no. It's bad for you. <laughs> Can't do it in a very. You've well. got to do the last one. Never sit in the head hole of a massage table. <laughs> Dishonorable. <laughs> this is the one I was hoping you got. That's rubs. Oh. You know that's rubs. Oh, that was the given. That, that was the given because it I, was the cheap callback to it. I feel episode. like I deserve a couple of points I for that thought one it for was giving gonna be you like, the thing to write. I thought. <laughs> I feel like we're, now we've got to explain to non-patron listeners. That's an in-joke for people who listen to rubs. <laughs> Beef's <laughs> massage story. I'm so annoyed. I feel like I should have got a bonus point for giving you the thing to read. I'm going to get this one that's fallen down the gap. Right. <sighs> Pulling a mule's tail will bring bad luck. A mule is a well-respected and hard-working spirit, so to pull its tail is the ultimate offence. 
Real or rubs? Real. Real? Rubs, mate. Oh, mate. Oh, oh all these wrong. a mule. <laughs> yeah, a Japanese mule. I was like, I don't even have to have mules in Japan. <laughs> oh. Don't sleep facing north because at funerals, corpses are positioned so their head is facing north. <laughs> That's rubs. Real or rubs? Rubs. Real, mate. Ah, That's a real one. Ah, don't sleep really facing cool. north. I, don't, I couldn't get my head around that. Like, which way are you facing when you lay down? You're facing up. Is that like Feng Shui then? And doesn't it surely mean like which way is your head pointing? So wait, how do they deal with um, dead bodies? Imagine you dug the hole and they're like, oh, it's got to face north. <laughs> well, you can still put the... <laughs> Just dug a hole in a hole. Well, as long as you're not facing north. So if it's like that way is north, then the opposite is going to be different, isn't it? Yeah, but if they cut it east to west. What on a? What about on a flat? And then you're still map? not doing north, are you? Yeah, but you know, a funeral does... Fa- when you're dead, you face north. Do yeah, that's why you don't sleep facing north because that's where they lay your body when you die. What about a flat earth north? <laughs> you face, you're facing up, aren't you? So you always and then east and west is just figments of your imagination. <laughs> if you drop an egg, bad luck for two months. The wasted egg will never be sustained through food or become a living being, and so you have disrespected life. In my opinion, buying the egg is disrespectful. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go real, and there's a reason for it, but it's probably rubs. Okay, why is your reason? Because it's bad grammar, so I don't know if you just copy and pasted. It's bad I realise it's bad grammar after Britain. I was like, oh, fuck. No, I was, I was like, oh, shit, because I changed the description. I was like, oh, I left a bit of the old description, so now the grammar's really poor. Right. But yeah, it's rubs. Yeah. I haven't got a single point. <laughs> you went to Japan as well. Yeah, come on, mate. Didn't you take anything in? Did you not? Did you pull the tail of a mule? Ten years ago. <laughs> Ten years. Did you sit on the hole of a, a head hole of a massage table when you're there or something? <laughs> I get a bonus point for that one. What for doing that? <laughs> for giving you the story. For being disrespectful. <laughs> for giving you the anecdote. Four and nine, the unlucky numbers. The word for four sounds like the word for death. Got to pronounce these words. The word for four sounds like the word for death, she. And the word for nine is like the word for pain and suffering, ku. What is it? Um, ishni go rook. Ishn. Why is it she then? Ish. Ishni go rook. Rook's four. So maybe it's rubs. I don't know. Rubs. It's real. Well, <laughs> mate, it's Japan. They probably have a million words for four. <laughs> I think it's the literal kanji pronunciation is she or something is something like that anyone who actually knows japanese is going to call me an idiot but that's yeah the reason that so you got that one wrong because maybe they kanji pronounce it differently no, so they can't kanji he's thinking about it before he reads he wants to hide your belly button right the god of thunder lightning and storms would eat the belly buttons or you'll get diarrhea See, I feel like that's real, and but then I feel like you added that or you will get diarrhea to make it <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so real or rubs? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go real. It's real. Yes. And the diarrhea thing is real as well. Parents serious? tell their kids they'll get diarrhea if they show their midriff to stop their kids showing their midriff. <laughs> do they? I believe that's your first point. Oh, thank. Do they get thank diarrhea the Lord. in Japan? Do that. <laughs> I think people do get in diarrhea Japan, in Japan. You do, Japan. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hide your thumbs from funeral cars well like you see him coming down the road yeah you know you go like that 
Tuck them in your hands. Okay. Or in your pockets. Just hide them. Thumb translates to parent's finger, so you hide it from death passing by. The expression goes, your parents will die young if you don't hide your thumbs. <sighs> That's... You get so stressed out trying to decipher my rhymes. I'm stressed so out. I'm ridiculous. Because like you know my ideas are stupid. I know that the world is equally as stupid as your ideas, though. <laughs> as I know from EU or PU stuff. This is why in this game, he's got an unfair so advantage. Crazy. What, because I'm so used to Bob's, like... Well, because, because he did, like... EU and PU so He did, like, so nine long. episodes of a Star Wars podcast where I had a game called EU or PU, so which is basically Riddle Rubs. Yeah, so he got nine whole goes before I managed to have one go. This is um, where I'm going to get emails from people being like, oh my god, what's your Star Wars podcast? <laughs> and I won't give it to them. <laughs> I will. Come right. on, hop to it. Hide your thumbs from... Fun- I've done yeah, this. Yeah, so yeah, what yeah. is it, Riddle Rubs? Um... Rubs. It's real. Yeah, I don't care. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's such a term. Okay, mate. Stupid game. I'd rather be wrong. That's like one of the most famous ones. The hide your thumbs. Really? Yeah. They would say the same about us. You like, oh, they, they out, can't... Man. They don't even have a house number 13. Did you know in my street there's no 13? No, there isn't on any streets. Any streets? No. As any well. new built streets. After a certain time, they just stopped doing it because people didn't want to buy them. That's crazy. Don't step on the border. Don't step on the border of a tatami, tatami mat. You know what a tatami mat is, right? That's the one you sleep on. Yeah. So it's a mat and it has like the covering over the top of it and the top. And the, the one that you sleep on. Yeah, yeah. Usually decorated with family crests. So it is said that you are treading on the head of your family. Now, I didn't hear of this at all mm-hmm. whilst I was out there, but that doesn't mean it's not real. So is it real? Real. It's real. Yes. Because the top and the bottom show through, like, the cover that's round. Do they? So if you tread on the, the top, it's like treading... They say it's like treading on the heads of your family. Oh, Don't enough. write someone's name in red ink, because names are given on grave markers are red. I didn't say real. Real? Yeah. That's real. Yes! It's also true in Chinese as well, but I think in China it's for a different reason. Well, Isn't red a lucky thing in China, though? What they do is on the graves, they write the deceased's name in black and they write his living relatives in red. But then when you die, I think they write, they cover over it in black. Uh, so, but he's still writing it in red ink. I don't understand. I might be wrong with that. It was really weird because different sources said different stuff, but it's the way they write your name on a grave anyway. So, Okay. Last one. So, Tish, you got that right? Yeah. Is this really the last one? Well, this is the last quick. one. Don't whistle at night. Whistling is associated with intruders, thieves, and other villains. Other villains. It is said that whistling at night can attract them or a snake to your home. Real or rubs? That's rubs. Was it the snake that ruined it for you? Yeah, I think so. It's real. Is it real? Yeah. Ah. Would you have gone real? I would have gone rubs. There is two more in it. Is there? Yeah, they were hidden. You've got one more in it. Hidden, hidden in the creases. Hidden in the crease of the books. Actually, I want this one. <laughs> I didn't read it. Good. 1,093 is an unlucky number. Like the number 13 in Western culture, no one knows its origin. That's rubs. Rubs? Yeah. It's rubs. Ah. Oh, if I... I, if I, I wanted to chuck in a couple of just like really boring, pointless ones, but didn't didn't trick you. Wait, that was, you said it was real? That was rubs. That's rubs. Yes, I got it right. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm saying, oh, because I didn't get the point. Oh, no, but you said... You said you tried to throw in some rad ones to trick you me. Yeah, that was rubs. 
Oh, okay. I, I don't know. And you thought it'd be boring enough that you'd go, oh, that's real. Yeah. Oh, no, I thought it was ridiculous enough. That'd be oh, boring. right, okay. Because no. it was a stupid number. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, okay. That's such a ridiculous number. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. <laughs> it is unlucky to fall over while dancing. You have upset the spirits and they made you lose balance. Well, this right. is the, this is where it's so difficult because it is unlucky to fall over while dancing is just normal. That's like shitting. That's <laughs> like shitting in the shit. Like, yeah, I mean, it's the second bit. Shitting yourself. That's, that's like, like shitting yourself. <laughs> like, like shitting yourself. Like, like we were both going to say, "Oh yeah, yeah." Like there's luck involved in that. One. Yeah, <laughs> that was unlucky. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, if you shit someone else, that's not that's not unlucky. The first bit makes it sound. Stupid mm. and rubs. This it's the it's the second bit that makes it. So the first bit is rubs. Second bit makes me feel like it's real. So, um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go real. Real rubs, mate. Oh, oh, that's rubs. That's rubs. Okay, so I've got the scores <laughs> here. <laughs> got the scores here. So I don't need to know the pissing scores. Who came last? Me. With how many points? Two. <laughs> you just like. Right. Four, four points. Stick it up your ass, I'm not interested. Who was the winner, me or Tiss? Okay. He was ten points. I got two points per thing as well. And I got nine points. So I was only a point behind you. <laughs> yeah, it was tight. That last, that's why I was like, is there another one in there? Yeah, yeah. And there was. Two, two horse race, mm. beef trailing at the back. Yeah, beef dragging shit behind us. No. <laughs> what? He's shitting himself. That's, that's so unlucky, that. <laughs> yeah, damn unlucky. That right, okay, so that, that, did you enjoy the game? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did enjoy it, even though I lost. I did enjoy it, even though I definitely... I've got a couple more superstitions here. If one plays with fire, they will wet their beds. <laughs> and they, they will wet their beds. <laughs> that is, that's like a threat. Yeah, that's like what parents say to their children. Yeah. If you, it's just to stop their kids playing with fire. If you play a fire, you you're wet the bed. Fire, you'll shit yourself. And that <laughs> is unlucky in England. It's like the midriff problem with the belly button. It's like, yeah. you see that, you're going to get diarrhea. Um, Why is it diarrhea as well with the belly button? If one rests just after eating, they will become a cow, pig or elephant. This discourages laziness. It's another one that parents tell their kids to stop them being lazy. Sounds I feel like even if I was four years old and, and my mum told me that, I'd still be like, bollocks. Yeah. The first dream of a Japanese New Year will come true. Because otherwise you'd see pigs walking the around in suits in Japan. I mean, I, I'm glad that it wasn't a Japanese New Year last night because I dreamt that the cat was taking a piss on me. <sighs> if everyone's dream came true the night of whatever that was, you yeah. say? First night of the Japanese New Year. How many people in Japan? A lot. Like, there's going to be some f- weird shit happening in the world. Yeah. <laughs> if that does happen. Yeah, if your kids were savvy enough, they would Logistically, know. people should just stop dreaming on that day. <laughs> yeah. Just have a fucking all-nighter. <laughs> if one catches a crow's glance, something bad will happen to them. Crows are cool, though. They're really intense. If you catch the eyes of a crow. <laughs> something bad. You get one of them awkward, like, you catch eyes of someone. Do you like a crow? Something bad will happen. Yeah. That's just weird, though. That's it? so vague. Yeah, I know. That's so great. All of these are not superstitions. They're right. just things that parents have told their kids. i got one more. And this is another real famous one, so you might know this one already. Uh, chopsticks. Another chopsticks one. Um, yeah, don't stick your chopsticks upright in your food, especially your rice. Isn't it um, rude? Isn't it it's what it's what rude. they do at funerals. It's like a thing at funerals to like oh, respect. God, they do so much at funerals, yeah. don't they? What is it with death? And I've never been to a funeral. I don't know if it's supposed to represent like a grave standing up. You do it at the funeral. You've never been to a funeral before, ever. Oh, never amazing. been to a funeral. No one ever dies. Oh shit! 
<laughs> Sounds like a bomb film. <laughs> no one <laughs> ever dies. Sometimes. A boring film. <laughs> REM did the Bond things that one, did they? <laughs> no one ever dies. Sometimes. <laughs> Everybody survives. Uh, so there we go. That was your superstitions. That was fun. Thanks. Um, there's four parts to this show, to this episode. Wowee. That's the longest part, though. Better get a regular one. Yeah, it's fine. We'll have time. Yeah, it's fine. That didn't take as long as I thought it would, so now we've got plenty of time. That's what I was worried about. Um, okay, so this is the really depressing bit now. Oh. You know, I was like, oh, it's going to be a really morbid episode. That was when I started having the These are quite a morbid well, people. This is the one that everyone keeps requesting to me. Is this Hiroshima? No, it's not Hiroshima. It's not weird. That's just a very uh, tragic event. <laughs> Much okay. of a downer there. Just... Yeah, this, well, this, well, is, this is a, a downer, downer as well. This is a downer. Downer from the sky. Because in Hiroshima, shadows burnt on the floor, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. That's what? Crazy. You can still see them. People's shadows burnt. That's how yeah, it's where the blast hit them and like where they were standing. The shadow is like burnt on. Yeah. So there's like shadows all over Hiroshima. I will admit, if I was going to get hit by a nuclear, I'd like to be hit by it. Like yeah. end up being hit. And instantly obliterated. Mm-hmm. Like when I researched this earlier, I genuinely had to stop because I was nearly crying. And now we're like laughing all over the place. Well, it's good because we've raised okay. it so high and now we're going to have a okay, massive drop. This is really, this is really bad. Okay, so you've ever heard of um, Aoki Gahara? No. Who? Uh, otherwise known as the Suicide Forest. Yes. The Suicide, f- the suicide Forest. In Japan. No. Yeah. Um, it's called the Suicide Forest or sometimes it's called the Sea of Trees. All right. Okay. That's nice. So, uh, Tis, you have heard of it. I was just... <laughs> Sorry, I thought you said... <laughs> I thought you said the suicide florist. No, forest. Like, like hired by the mafia. <laughs> no. to go around and give you... Makes it look like a suicide. You were dying. <laughs> Make it look like a suicide. <laughs> no, the suicide forest. Hmm. That's so much worse. You can guess what it is, though, for the name, right? People commit suicide in the yeah. forest. Yeah. Tis, yeah. what do you know about it? Um, I think I saw a documentary on like suicide in Japan once, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it was just to do with suicide. Yeah, they always online. They've got like online forums where they all go to like plan suicides, go to this forest, and do it in groups, like packed suicide right. packs online. Wow! Because society in Japan is so hard. Like if you fall out of the. Mm-hmm. If you fall out of line, it's very unforgiving and yeah. basically you're cast out of society. It's the social pressures. They reckon it's got on the highest suicide rates in the world, if not the most highest suicide rate. Um, but this not having sex over there, either. This topic has been requested loads by people yeah. because they're fascinated by it. But I'll be honest, I found it really tough to research because it's you think, oh, yeah. oh, that sounds spooky and weird. And when you actually look into it, like, this is the saddest shit, man. This is so horrible. Mm. Um so I'm going to play you just a minute of a video from a French news website. Aokigahara Forest lies west of Tokyo. It is so thick and dense it has become known as the Sea of Trees. It also has another more sinister name, the Suicide Forest. Last year, 45 Japanese traveled here from all over the country to end their lives. Local police became so alarmed, they began patrols with the specific goal of preventing more suicides. We asked people, what are you doing here? Did you come on this trip alone? When the answer is unclear, it means, in 100% of cases, that the person left their home and came here to commit suicide. As we follow the patrol, local shop owners alert the police to someone who seems to be contemplating suicide. 
We film the conversation from a distance. The police offer the man reassurance and escort him back to the station. Prime Minister Naoto Kan believes his country's high suicide rate is indicative of something deeply wrong with the country. His government has just launched a new suicide prevention campaign. The campaign struck a chord with Mai. Her father, a small business manager, fell into debt and later killed himself. He was just 45. And Mai never noticed he was so unwell. My father was a strong man who never talked about his debts. After he killed himself, I realized how hard society is. Even my father couldn't manage to live in it. I then wondered whether I myself would manage to survive. This specialist says social pressure plays a significant role in Japan's high suicide rate. Whether it's within the family, at work, or in society, it's very hard to show weakness. From a very young age, from primary school on, dynamic and happy kids are held up as examples to follow. If you don't live up to that, other people treat you harshly, and that's why people don't ask for help. Japan fears the suicide rate will hit another grim record this year. Last year, 32,000 people killed themselves. That is one suicide for every 15 minutes. The thing is... Mm -hmm. Um, the, I was thinking when I was watching the video was, so I was, um, yeah, I guess I was quite close and kind of grew up with a friend who killed himself. And I think from then on, I kind of made like a deal with myself. I was going to, even though I don't know the ins and outs of why he did it, I don't like it's still a bit of a mystery. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this is anything to do with it, but I just... I made a pact so it was almost with myself. Like I'm, I'm always going to make sure I tell someone if I feel like I'm not coping mentally. Like I need to tell someone because I can't. You know, I don't want to ever get to a point where I feel like that's the way out. Or yeah, that's like yeah. an answer. Um, and I feel like although suicide is a problem over here, um, like it is anywhere, it's so much easier to talk about it. And you could you could go to your doctor, you could go to a friend or whoever, so you could get professional and casual help wherever you go. It's really sad that, and I'm sure there are other people who commit suicide just in their house in Japan, but it's really sad that it's considered that unacceptable, or that that way of life seem or um, admitting vulnerability and weakness in their culture seems to be so unacceptable. I think that's over there, the way of they, they keep a lot bottled up and you always, when you hear someone doing it, it's always like they just suddenly did it. And it's the same, like there's not a lot of crime in Japan, but every now and then there'll be like something, cr like some crazy guy will go and kill loads of people. Yeah. And it's like people just snap because they're so bottled up. Mm. Something just goes and they suddenly yeah. drive. People drive for miles to go to this forest. They just drive all the way there, walk in and kill themselves. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I found it, it's really, it was really sad to research because I thought, oh, that's spooky. And I started watching it and I was like, holy shit. I was watching all these documentaries about it and like they were tough to watch. Mm. Um, so I don't want to dwell on this too much. I'm not actually going to spend that much of this episode talking about it, but I wanted to touch on it because so many people requested it. Um, I'm going to go a little bit over some of the basic information and give a couple of recommendations for people who are interested and then we'll move on to something a bit more fun. Mm -hmm. um, but one, it's one of the most popular suicide destinations in the world. There's over a hundred bodies found there every year. 
uh, wow. two per week. And there's probably more because sometimes they find bodies that have been there a year, two years. Mm. Like that, that place is so dense. If you go off the path and into it, no one's going to find you. Mm. That's why people go there. Um, there's an amazing mini documentary that I watched about it online. I watched quite a few, but there's a really, it's a really famous documentary. A lot of people have seen it. Uh, it was done by Vice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really want to recommend that if people want to know more about this, that's the documentary I found the best. It was following a Japanese guy, um, follows a guy who works in environmental protection. That's what he did. And in it, you, you follow him around and he talks all about his experiences with the forest and things he's found there. And when the guy's following him around, he's like finding, you know, belongings of people. And he's like, oh, this person, you know, oh, this is, this is a book. This belonged to a woman. That's a purse. That's a thing. Oh, there's a rope there. They probably found her. She probably died like yesterday or something like that. And in the car park, he's finding cars and they're like, this car's been here a week. So I imagine the guy who bought this here is now dead. Mm. And he's like looking in the cars to try and find it. It's, it's really like harrowing to watch this guy and his, his everyday life of just like walking through this forest and seeing dead people yeah seeing dead people basically and you see people camping people camp there because they're not sure if they want to go through a bit so they walk in they camp and contemplate for a few days and in the video we actually find someone camping and he's like are you okay he's like trying to talk to him and he can't tell him to go home or force him he's like i hope you're feeling okay like you know people are probably worried about you you should probably like think about heading home you shouldn't be camping here sort of thing it's it's a really really good documentary i have a lot of respect for people who deal with uh with it in any way like it's yes. uh don't don't put this in the final cut but shed a few tears because it's horrendous um so the doc by the way the documentary is called um it's called aokigahara suicide forest um or it's on youtube as suicide forest in japan but it's really great it's about 22 minutes long i'm just going to play you guys a little bit to give you an idea 22 minutes already sounds too long any documentary that's Less than an hour, I'm like... Mm. I was transfixed. I watched this. 22 minutes. It's... You know when you just watch something, you can't stop watching? I was like, oh, I'll just see a bit of this, if it's any I good. I like my stuff, man. And it was all subtitled, it's all in Japanese. But I started watching this and was just like, the whole time. Because it was just fascinating. Vice have got like a uniform way of doing all their documentaries, which are really sleek. And they they put across loads of information in such a short space of time. Right, you're working for them. I wish I worked for them. So, I don't know if you guys can see the... Be on the Vice gravy train. ここにあの自殺防止のあの看板が立ってるんですけども命は親からいただいた大切なもの。もう一度静かに両親や兄弟子供のことを考えてみましょう。一人で悩まず相談してください。基本的には自殺防止連絡会に連絡してくださいということです
when you go in the forest, you can see tape everywhere, like different colored tape. And it's because people who are not sure if they want to go through of it or not, they know they'll get lost. So they tie a tape around a tree near the entrance and they'll just walk into the forest. And that's like they can find their way back if they don't want to go through of it. So there's tape like everywhere as well. And because you know what that tape's for, that itself is yeah. like, oh God, the person at the end of this tape, he's like, the guy in the dock site, if you follow the tape, you might find a dead body at the end of it. Or a human. Yeah, or a human. Yeah, right. But um, they say, because a lot of people, they started doing it because it's, it's the forest grew over where was like years and years ago a volcanic eruption. So there's loads of like iron in the, in the soil. So if you're in the forest, GPSs don't work, phones don't work. Oh man. A compass doesn't even work because it's so magnetized. So you, if you go straight off in that forest, you can get lost. And some people, if they haven't bought tape, they think they go off and then they're like, don't want to go through a bit. And then you just get lost and die because it's just, uh, it's called the sea of trees. Hmm. Huh. So yeah, it's not cheery. I'm glad you didn't start with this one. No, no, I'm no. I'm glad you're not finishing with it. They, the most common way people die there is hanging. But the second most is they just wander in until they get completely lost, take loads of sleeping pills. And then they just like, they're delirious, can't find the way out, they die. That is, that's really horrific. Yeah. Uh, mostly middle-aged businessmen. And as you saw from the footage there, um, it just looks kind of an eerie place anyway. It's so, so dense mm. and built up. How big is it? What, what's it's, it's huge. Um, I should have really got a picture of like the, the size of it, but it's huge. It's fucking huge. Mm. Just, yeah, that's all I can give you. It's, it's huge. Um, I got some more pictures of the forest here just to give you more of an idea of what it's like there. And, uh, I'd be warned some of these pictures might be a little bit grisly. So these are just on, just the Google images of Akigahara. Oh man, that's just corpses. What? Whoa. Oh man. Oh mate, these are pretty grim. Yeah, I just wanted to give you like an idea of what the forest looked like. It looks eerie looks anyway. Small. No, no. Um, so obviously a lot of Japanese people think the forest is haunted. Like, it's that, like guy said in the video, like, you don't they tell children to stay away from there, tell kids it's haunted. But obviously a lot of Japanese people are very spiritual anyway. Mm. Um, so they believe it to be haunted by Yuri, which are spirits who suffered unnatural deaths. So they just think the forest is full of that. Because wow. there's obviously a lot of negative energy in a place like that. Yeah. Um, actually, it has a really weird idea for how it started why people started going to the forest. Yeah, um, how did that catch on? A lot idea. of people think it was a popular novel that started it. So I'm going to read this um, from a website. It says, In 1960, Japanese writer Saicho Matsumoto released the tragic novel Yurai Yukai, in which a heartbroken lover retreats to the sea of trees to end her life. This romantic imagery has proved a seminal and sinister influence on Japanese culture. And they actually find loads of copies of this book in the forest. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, also looped into this law is another book, The Complete Suicide Manual, uh, which was a really controversial book because it literally is a book about the best way to commit suicide and stuff like that. Well, hang on a minute. What? How did... The Suicide Manual? Yeah. How's he qualified to say that if he's not dead? Well, that's why it's controversial. What? Who's... How? Who created that? How was that brought about? Sorry? It's a book. It's called... There's a book called The Complete Suicide Manual. Why would someone create that? Exactly. That's why it's controversial. Yeah, but... Because it's a controversial thing to write, isn't it? People do things like that. And then it's the sort of thing that, like, you know, angsty teenager by, like, I bought the suicide manual, man. It's one of them sort of things. It's going to get around because it's such a controversial title. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that book has also been found in the forest a lot. 
Because in that book, um, it dubs Aokigahara Forest the perfect place to die. The book's been found amongst abandoned possessions of various suicide forest visitors. It's huh. nice. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to go any more into it. It was really oh, kind of horrible for me to research, um, especially as we talked about insanity. Like I'm someone who went through like a, a a really pretty bad bout of depression like this year. So watching all these people, and there's some footage. One of them I watched. It was someone walking through, just a tourist, and um, they're walking through, and they're like, "Oh, it's so like eerie here, it's so spooky," and they're like, sort of like filming, and they're like, "It's kind of beautiful." Um, and then they just see a woman who's sitting there, and you know. She's sitting there thinking about killing herself. Yeah. And seeing, and like, you know that after he left, she might have killed herself. So you're watching this video and she's just sitting there sort of her head in her hands on the side of the end of a tree on a stump. And it's really weird to look at someone uh, knowing what they're thinking about. Yeah. And knowing that, you know, 10 minutes later, they might have just ended their own life. Yeah. So that, yeah, there's, there's some pretty... There's a lot of videos about it on YouTube, and some of them I would advise not to watch because they're kind, they're quite distressing. Um, but they have made Hollywood obviously has jumped on the Third uh, Five Forest bandwagon. Damn. There was two tr- recent films out. Two, yeah. One was called The Forest, and then The Forest Two. No, The Forest um, was about someone whose twin sister died in Aoki Haga. Aokigahara Forest, and then she goes there to look for her, um, and then there's sort of like a supernatural horror film, jump scares, the classic sort of thing. I'm not going to play the trailer like I normally do. Um, who did it have in it? Had someone in it? Oh, it had um, is it someone Dorma? Is it Natalie Dorma? I might be wrong. She she was in Game of Thrones. Natalie Dorma. Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. She was the main character in it. Well, she played the twins in it. Wow. And there was another film that came out. I think it also came out. I think this was out last year. Um, and the other film is a Matthew McConaughey film, which came out last year and got really bad reviews. And, really? uh, that's called The Sea of Trees. That's not a horror film. I think that's more of like a drama. I didn't really look what they were about because I was like, poor bloke, he only ever does terrible films or amazing films. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, both pretty bad reviews on IMDb. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty horrific. I mean, I, I yeah, that's pretty, a pretty killer mood. Yeah. Sorry about the pun. Fugu. Fugu too. You know go about Fugu? Fugu? Yeah, do you know Fugu? I know Fubu, all the coats that like school used to wear. Tis, do you know Fugu? No. Um, the, it's a type of fish. You know, go fugu yourself. Oh, is that... Um, oh, is that what Homer fish? eats? Yeah. <laughs> so I, was yes. wondering, I was wondering, who's going to say the one that Homer eats first? Simpsons, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's got to be something I haven't tried, huh? Hey, hey, what's this? Fugu! <laughs> It is a blowfish, sir. But I should warn you that one... Come on, pal. Fugu me! One fugu. <gasps> Not fugu. If it is cut improperly, it's... It, yes, yes, it is poisonous, potentially fatal. But if sliced properly, it can be quite tasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, poison, poison, tasty fish. Concentrate... Concentrate. I want ah! fugu! Mmm, fan fugu-tastic. God's sake, don't eat another bite! Oh, I couldn't possibly. Mr. Simpson-san, I shall be blunt. We have reason to believe you have eaten poison. Poison? Oh, what should I do? What should I do? Tell me quick! Oh, no need to panic. There's a map to the hospital on the back of the menu. 
Fugu. So that's blowfish. Blowfish is real. F- yeah, yeah. Fugu. That's a real delicacy. Um, no known antidote. People want to eat it anyway. I don't know how we're doing for time. I've got a little video. Now these fish, this is fugu or blowfish, have long been a delicacy in Japan. The problem is, how do you eat it? How do you prepare it when parts of it are extremely poisonous? Now Miyura-san is one of Tokyo's best known and most respected fugu chefs. He's been preparing them for 60 years, so he's going to tell us. So Miyura-san, which bits of this fish do you have to cut away? Everything inside. It's all the insides of it. So all the all the guts of the fish. And what what happens if um, if one of your customers eats that bit? The fugu's poison paralyzes you first. Some say it's two hundred times stronger than cyanide. At first, your mouth becomes numb, and your muscles won't work. After that. The fugu is not just food poisoning, it's instant death. The Tokyo government is going to relax the rules, the licenses. What do you think about that? We worked hard to get the license and had to pass the most difficult exam in Tokyo. Under the new rules, people will be able to sell fugu after going to a class and listening for a day. We spend lots of time and money to get this skill you have to practice by cutting more than a hundred fish, and that costs thousands of dollars. If it's so poisonous, why do people want to eat it? Everybody asks me that, but if you eat it, it's very good. What else can you eat that has that added spice, the added excitement, that it's potentially deadly? I don't know why it would have to taste unbelievable for me to even contemplate this is why I wanted to bring it up this is just a real short like but yeah I wanted to ask you why why do you think people eat it it's idiot it it won't taste nice I can guarantee you it's not something that tastes good people will do anything though they jump out of planes yeah alright I've done that no I don't alright yeah but the skin (laughs) the skin is poisonous yeah every single one of its organs is poisonous and when I say poisonous, it's not like Simpsons where they say you've got like a day to live or whatever. It's like paralysis. You go, you paralyze and then you die. And there's no way to stop it. If you eat that bit of poison, you're paralyzed and then you die. Holy crap. And it's the entire skin, the entire insides. So what part of it is okay to eat? The flesh, but they have to like cut it in a way so it hasn't touched any of the insides, any of the skin. Oh, it's not worth it. Rinse it through. It takes two years to train just to cut one up properly. Not worth it. Not worth it. And who eats this? How much does it cost? A lot of money. Why? Who? The resource. I think, it, I think it's like $150. For no, a you not get tested for poison not before you it. eat it. No, you can't test it. You just... You must be able to test it. Like, sw- no, they, they just... They, like, really respected these guys who trained to do it and they slice it. Fuck the guys who... Mega, mega thin. Don't you think that's a waste of resources to train someone for two years yeah. to cook these Mega, mega, mega thin delicacy. slices and you eat them raw and you go... Mm-hmm. Nah. Not go, worth it. Not worth it. I was saying yesterday, oh, I, was, I was cooking up a quiche yesterday and um, it was mwah, lovely. I don't understand. Um, I had why. blue cheese and leek. Okay. Made it from scratch, pastry and everything. It was fucking mwah. Um But I was cooking that up and I was thinking about the fugu. And for fugu's sake, I was thinking. Fugu. Um, I just don't understand why someone would um, 
I just don't get it. Well, I Becca said to me, that good. Becca said to me, would you try it? And I said, the only time I'll eat it is if I'm on death row and I've got the electric chair in the morning. It's like, I'm going to try that. I might as well fucking try it before I die. Yeah. And that's the only time I'll try it. Because it's, why the fuck would I do it? See, I'd, I'd do heroin before that. Yeah. On my deathbed. Yeah, what? I like food. That's more. my deathbed thing. Do you my, mine's fugu. Like? What's yours? Mine's heroin. Would you do, do that? No, I'll do fugu. You wouldn't do heroin on your deathbed? I'd inject some fugu. You wouldn't do heroin? No. You wouldn't just try No, it sounds awful. Like, what? It's it not sound... awful. It's amazing. That's the point. That's why people get hooked. Why do they look so bad when they do it then? Because they fucking get destroyed from the inside out. Yeah, but exactly. It, it feels good. Nah. Of course it does. That wouldn't feel good. I'd be so anxious taking oh, it. I wouldn't enjoy yeah. it. Oh, yeah. They all feel really bad. They're like, oh, we don't want to do that again. We'll go back to our jobs. No, they're addicted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. doesn't mean it feels good. No, they're not physically addicted. I bet they're it doesn't not. feel as good Mentally as when you addicted. take your socks off at the end of the day and you get to scratch that little line you get around your I bet it doesn't feel as good as... <laughs> I bet it. Oh. I bet it feels you better. You are than a both disgrace. Of them that is I disgusting. bet it feels better than both of them things. <laughs> I'm not even putting that in rubs. Because I don't want people getting the wrong idea. My deathbed thing. Which yeah, come on. I need a Tiss is no, doing heroin. No. I'm doing fugu. Just because <laughs> it's frowned upon. You're on death row. You want to point out you've done something that's frowned upon already. Okay. Yeah, I'm on death row. You wouldn't do heroin on death row. No, I don't. I know. I wouldn't enjoy stuff it. You've done up till then. Because then you'd be monged out for like. They would be you don't want to be with it when you're getting <laughs> get electrocuted. You'd be hanging loose, man. So I have <laughs> to be electrocuted. So in this crazy scenario, I have to. I can't just choose how I die as well. No, no. You're you're you got the electric chair in the morning. Well, I don't know. Give me some other dangerous things to do. I don't want to do. I don't yeah, want to okay, do drugs. No. I don't okay, do we've drugs. got one day to live, mm. but it has to be inside a cell, right? I would. I'd get. I'd get two tabs of acid. I'd get a syringe of heroin. I think I'd be all right with that. Hire a prostitute and eat some fugu. Nah, not prostitute. I don't need sex. Um, nah, I, nah, I think I would. I think out. I would do the. If, well, I like, think I would just do are. stuff to piss people off. I just do a bunch of stuff like eat what? shark fin soup. Oh, uh, like you're dying to do all those things that are like, disgusting anyway. Or just like do something like really. If I'm on death row, I'm probably not eat a very nice person. Wait, what a minute! What you wouldn't what? take drugs, but you'd eat. Choke. Other animals. I don't know. I, I, I would, probably wouldn't do that, but I don't know. <laughs> Here I am, being me, and you're breaking character. And he told you last week he hates animals. Do you? No, I love animals. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you're all right. Fugu. Right, anyway, Fugu was just a little touchstone. I actually want to get on with the last chunk of the episode. So, urban legends. Right. Japanese urban legends. They have some of the most famous urban legends or weirdest urban legends around. Uh, there's loads of them. A famous example is uh, Casa Obaki. Do you know that? It's more famous. You said it, that one. You said it. <laughs> the umbrella creature. I've the never o- seen that. You've never seen entire that? entire life. It's an umbrella. Ever. That's... What is that? Oh, I presume people know as much no. as me because I watch loads of Japanese cinema and I'm like, yeah, them things are in everything. They're in every film. I'm like, no, they're in every Japanese film. Japanese porn. Yeah. No, yeah, they're in Japanese porn. Might be. What's it called? Casa Obaki. Casa so what is this he's a spirit they're they're playful spirits they try and sneak up on you and make you jump they surprise you but they're not sinister they also try and lick you as well these umbrella guys where do they try and lick you right let's go okay yeah so what I've done is there's a lot of creepier urban legends and I've picked a few of my favourites so like Beef did we're going to take turns reading some of these um, urban legends out Amazon bag again 
That's why I need to. There's not as many of these as there was. Real or rubs? Real or rubs? They're not real or rubs. It's just <laughs> this is quite in the pudding. Just take one and read it. Coin in the rubs. And make sure oh, you do it into the microphone. Long, look at this. Oh, that's probably the longest one because most of them are short as fuck. Oh, that's definitely the longest one. Cowhead. Apparently, the story is so scary and so haunted that no one ever tell it without dying. Oh, great. I've got mm. this one. The legend talks about the story. Basically, a group of students is taken out for a field trip by a teacher. On the bus, he decides to tell a scary story and picks Cowhead. Uh, this is urban legend. Yeah. You don't actually ever hear the story of Cowhead. The legend is about the story, but All no right. one knows, knows the story. As he begins, the students one by one notice that the teacher becomes more intense and involved in the story. Soon, the students are screaming for him to stop, but he can't. Please find the bus in the ditch. All of the passengers foaming at the mouth, seemingly in a trance. They're able to shake them awake and then ask what had happened. No one can remember how they ended up there, including the cowhead story. So it's, it's a urban legend about a story, but no one actually knows the story. It's pretty freaky. Yeah. A bit weird. Yeah, cowhead. Cowhead. Or I think it's called Go- Gozu. Gozu. Oh. Uh, Tissy, read one out. I thought Gozu was yogurt. Goyoza. Goyoza. Kayao Goyoza. The girl from the Gap. She hides in any gaps or cracks in your Ugh. home. If you see her, she'll ask you to play hide and seek. If you play and find her, she'll take you to another dimension or hell, depending on whichever she wants. And she is always watching. Ooh, I've got really some cool. of these. I've got that says picture at the bottom, right? No. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, okay. some of these I've just written in pencil like picture because I wanted to give you a visual idea of what they look like interpretations. So she in she will peek through little gaps. Oh, she looks like this. Oh, fuck that. Oh, that's not a little Sorry, bit. I can't cope with that. So she in that picture, she's hiding underneath the bed sheet. I'm, I'm going to read one as well. That's definitely an actor, though, right? That's not actually. Yeah, good. that's from a film. But it's loads yeah, of that was real. <laughs> real um, girl. Okay, so this one, uh, The Red Room. Mm-hmm. It's an internet pop-up accompanied with a cute little voice that asks, do you like the red room? Over and over. If you see this pop-up, you will soon be found dead. And I've got a picture of the actual pop-up here. Oh, well, don't show it. It looks like that. It, it pops up on your thing and it's flashing, do you like the red room? Do you like the red room? Do you like the red room? Well, and uh, apparently if that comes up like on your computer, you're like... Okay. Is it urban legends as well? Oh, yeah. But so that, that to me is like the ring, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah I was just about to say... So that's the, the same sort of idea. And you end up with a face like this. Like, Except the pop-up, yeah. like, they come up way more than fucking the ring. Like, that one, you have to search out the film. That em. one, you just try and download a dodgy film. Like, <laughs> it's dodgy film. <laughs> <laughs> porn, oh, porny gross. porn. Oh, no, not porn. I meant, like, streaming illegal like, films. <laughs> a woman that walks around alone at night. What's the name? You haven't said the name. Oh, yeah. Kushasakiona. Right. The slit mouth woman there. There you go, yeah. This is a really famous one. Maybe the most famous one. Ooh, a woman that walks around alone at night wearing a surgical mask. The woman will stop and ask, am I pretty? If you answer no, you're killed with a pair of scissors which the woman carries. If you say yes, the woman pulls away the mask, revealing that her mouth is a slit from ear to ear and asks, how about now? If you answer no, she'll cut you in half. So you're you're screwed either way. Oh, you're gonna show if you the answer picture. yes, then she will slit your mouth like hers. It is impossible to run away from her, as she will simply reappear in front of the victim. So here's an interpretation from oh, of her from a Japanese film. Mm. That's not as scary. As she's it not slit from ear to ear on both sides. Though. No, she's not. That's from I don't know what film that's from. It's quite a famous film about 
Thing anyway, uh, FIFA. These are really horrible. Don't you find Japanese Japanese horror? Why is it Japanese horror films are the scariest films? We're gonna talk about that after. <laughs> That's not the only episode okay. on that. Yeah. Hitori Kikarimbo, aka Hide and Go Kill. This is a game where you let a spirit possess a doll and then play hide and seek with it, and it's basically guaranteed that you'll die. Yeah, possess dolls. Annabelle on it. It's pretty horrible. Okay, I've got Akamanto. Akamanto is a ghost that haunts the last stall in the bathroom. As you're sitting on the toilet, a voice will ask you, do you want red or blue paper? If you say red, you're guaranteed to get sliced to pieces. If you say blue, then you're going to get strangled. Apparently, the only correct way to escape is to say no paper. So you just have a dirty arse. I've also heard heard another story where it says you can say yellow, and then it says you're okay. And then it goes... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't understand. (laughs) I didn't offer either of them. Doesn't look confused. Carry on. <laughs> right, Wrong conversation anyway. Mine's Manga Ibitsu. Mm-hmm. A girl will approach you late at night and ask, do you have a little sister? No matter what you say, she will become your obsessive little sister immediately, killing you for not being the ideal sibling eventually. The only way to avoid this is to just not run into her. You can't avoid that. That's a, that. yeah, exactly. a good avoidance, isn't it? Exactly. That's not avoidance. Exactly. That's like what I've been doing what since birth. <laughs> Horrible people are thinking up these horrible things. Right, go on then, Beefy. What you got? Oh, this is horrible. Tamino's Hell. Oh, yeah. It's a video, Tis. I don't have to play the video. I can insert it on the episode. Because we might not want to sit and listen to it. You're going to say no. If this terrifying poem is read aloud, horrifying things will happen to the reader. Oh, never. I'm not listening to that. (laughs) If you read it in your head, you should be okay. Should. I was going to get one to see if one of you wanted to read it. Should. No. But that isn't guaranteed. It's simple. Just don't read it. Um, so I'll play you the recording of this old person reading it. Okay. Tomino no jigoku, saijo yaso. Tomino's hell. Ane wa chio haku, imoto wa hihaku. His sister vomited blood. His younger sister vomited fire. And the cute Tomino vomited glass beef. Tomino fell into hell alone. Hell is wrapped in darkness, and even the flowers don't bloom. the person with the whip, Tomino's older sister. I wonder who the whip's shubusa is. たたけ、やたたきやれ、たたかずとても。in the familiar hell. Even in the forest, in the stream. Even in the stream of the dark hell. The sheep in the wagon. Tears in the eyes of cute Tomino. Toward the raining forest. 
he shouts that he misses his little sister. The crying echo reverberates through hell. The fox, Pinoy blooms. Circling around hell's seven mountains and seven streams. The lonely journey of cute Tomino.
Before they can answer, the Shirame drops its kimono to the ground, bends over, spreading its butt cheeks, and revealing the giant, shining eye located inside of its butthole. What? Other than its very startling behavior, Shirame does not do anything harmful. It appears to thrive solely on the joy of scaring people. It is also apparent that the Shirame might be a type of Noprabo, only it can give a double surprise. First showing the featureless face, then bending over and exposing the eyeball butt. The Shirame doesn't have any bad intentions or evil purposes, he just thinks it's fun to surprise people. What? Who thought of that? That is insane. <laughs> it just thinks it's fun to surprise me. What is Well it's surprising, what, isn't it? it? Well yeah. What what are you what are you what are your thoughts? Christ. So I yeah, I had to play that video for you. Mental. Yeah. That's fucking mental. I was looking at it, it's like, <laughs> am I looking at this is that picture before he explained what it was and it was just the picture you that's what I was like yeah. it reminded me of one of those like classic horrible jump scare videos where you're drawn into something really bizarre yeah, yeah. and then it goes bah! <laughs> <laughs> that uh, is mad so there you go that's all the urban legends I've got that's my favourite yeah of course it is that's why I saved it to last stupid. I thought that would be your favourite thing that's why I saved it to the end of the episode who thinks of these things so that's all we've got basically the but the Talking about the Japanese horror films, The Grudge, The Ring, them sort of ones, yeah. uh, reminds me of an idea we had a little while ago. You know what I'm going to say? Yeah, oh, where we want to watch yeah, yeah, films yeah. that people suggest. Yeah. Oh, people have suggested So films. I thought, no, I thought what I was going to say is, we'll say this will be the first time we do it. So for this is for Patreons. I'm just going to explain the concept. Um, probably just going to be me and Beef, because Tiss has to drive it from London every time we do something. But uh, we were thinking of once a month, me and Beef are going to meet up, watch one of these horror films we say we hate and we're never going to watch, and record a podcast about it for Patreons only. Sounds good. You get to vote the ones, um, and they have to be ones that we've mentioned on the Doesn't shows. Mean, oh, okay. I was going to say, you've got complete control. Well, what I've got here is the first episode of Unwatchable. I thought people could vote between these three. Okay. So based on J-horror films. Okay. Right? So they can vote for Ringu, the original Japanese version of The Ring, which I've never seen the original. Uh, it Ringu, sounds terrifying. Right? Mm -hmm. They can vote for The Grudge, the Western version of The Grudge, which I've also never seen. With, uh, didn't have Sarah Michelle Gellar in it. I've never seen it. So that, or they can vote for The Forest, which is the one based, based in on the uh, Aokigahara Suicide Forest okay. that came out last year. So there's this three... It's fun because I hate horror films. Yeah, and they all seem ones. like horrible horror films. Um, I feel like The Forest is the worst of them like it's not actually even a good film and it's just rubbishy jump scares Ringu's a classic and I think the western version of The Grudge is even quite well respected for a remake so they're your three free choices Ringu The Grudge or The Forest vote in and by the end of the month me and Beef will watch it and record a bonus pod for the patrons about it called Unwatchable and talking of bonus pods uh, starting the week after this one goes up uh, I haven't even told you about this, Tess. Okay. Uh, a little while ago, I was considering starting a beer podcast, uh, and that fell through. But we did record a big session of it, um, of a big beer tasting I held. Me and Beef were both there, as well as, as well as Rebecca and our friend Brad. And um, we drank beer for about five hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, I told my wife to pick me and Brad up, and I was like, oh, I'll we'll probably be a little bit tipsy. I was quite drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day, yeah. I was... I was so wanted a Chinese after we finished it. Oh, yeah. I was like, 
Do you reckon I'd get away with driving to the Chinese? I really... <laughs> I didn't. Don't worry, I didn't do it. No, he really killed me. I just had some light beans on toast of them. But what we're going to do is I'm going to break that recording down into about 10, 15 minute long episodes and cut out some of the more chaff. So it's a little beer podcast. Every episode we're tasting a different beer and talking about it. And there's some really funny stories in there as well. Yeah. So weekly... For roughly 16 weeks after the week this comes out, any patron at any tier, so even if you're only a pound, is going to get the bonus beer drinking podcast with me and Beef. Uh, absolute beer Guinness. I love that there's 16 episodes. Because it's 16 beers. Yeah, that was a long day. Yeah. And we've got another one coming up, so if it's popular, maybe we'll record the next How one. How are we not doing it anymore? Uh, I'll tell you about it off, Mike. Listener of the week? Yeah. Another person who's a real regular that we haven't ever given listener of the week to? Go on. Um, Alice from Sweden. Yes. Listen to the week. Alice Berg. We're going to pronounce the name wrong again. Just say Alice. Alice Bergqvist. Hey, Alice. Thanks for listening. Bergqvist. Alice has been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And she's been Not really just alive, but she's been listening. She's been really helping me out of a little side project I've got on the go uh, with my audio studies. So, yeah, she's been like a huge help translating some Swedish stuff for me. And, uh, yeah. So, and I'll be in, I'll be in, uh, Stockholm for Christmas. Yeah. Um, so that's nice. why it's relevant. I doubt I'm going to see you. Drop in. Go meet her in a bar. I don't think she lives in Stockholm. Oh, um, she can. Alice, make if you live in it. Stockholm, we'll, we'll, I'll get you, I'll buy you a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> How I mean, Sweden's not even big. It's quite big. Yeah, it's massive. She could get to Stockholm. Uh, okay. Massive. Anyway, thanks for listening, Alice. And uh, I'm trying to get a, I'm trying to get Alice involved in an episode a while ago, and it kind of fell through. Well, I didn't fell through. Just you know how it does with all these episodes. We just yeah, we always have good grand ideas, and then they get thrown together at the last minute. I planned this one this morning. Yeah. Um, so. As we said last time, the merchandise is available. Go on tpublic.com slash user slash WTATU or just go on weirdtales and theunexplainable.com and there's a little pink merch button. So you click on that, it'll take you to the shop. We have t-shirts, mugs, stickers, all that stuff. It's all great. Uh, there's also, the, I already mentioned the website. If you go on the website, there's also all the links here, all the videos I recommend. And I really do recommend watching some of the stuff I've been talking about tonight. So definitely go on the website and you can also find links to our Twitters, Facebooks, Blah, blah, blah. All the other stuff on there. And you can email us at... UK at mail.com. At... www.weirdtalesandunexplainable.com. No, just, just say the email address. Oh, uh, unexplainableuk.mail.uk.unexplainable.uk cross with... Uh, with That's unexplainableuk at mail.com. You made me forget it. I got it right. So, is that everything? Yeah, no, I got it right. right. Do you guys want to say anything else about weird Japanese shit? Good to see you later. Yeah. Kenichiwa's uh, hello, but. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. You say Ginawa. We done? Say Ginawa. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I'm good. Alright. So until next time, Sayonara. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a look at your nose. Yeah, it's like, like is it Sayonara? <laughs> sayonara. Sayonara always sounds like it's Chinese, but it's Japanese. <laughs>
Mmm, fugu tastic. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.